Hello, and thank you for tuning into the show. A quick caveat before you dive in. This was recorded pre-COVID-19. The views, the ideas, the conversation that was shared, the perspectives were all done in a pre-pandemic world. So please listen to the show as there's some fantastic information and some great takeaways. Just know that it was recorded before the pandemic that has ultimately changed all of our lives. Thank you for listening. Keep learning, keep curious, and keep supporting our community. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Collisions YYC. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Today on the show, I sit down with Mr. Pat Odman. Pat is part of the team behind Business in Calgary, a publication that's been in our city for 30 years, since the early 90s. Pat takes us on an interesting journey through the evolution of the business community back when Calgary was 600,000 people to the downturn of today, which he shares is his fourth time through, what makes it the same and what makes it different. Join me for an honest, down-to-earth, and a good old-fashioned chat with Pat Odden. Pat, thanks for coming in this morning. Good to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. I've been a uh, Calgarian since 2000 and a fan of your magazine from probably not far after that. And like, just to set the stage, you are publisher of Business in Calgary. Yeah, uh, co-publisher. My brother and I own the company, so oh, right we've uh, held the co-publisher title ever since we uh, took it over back in 1991. 91. And just to give a backstory, like what background, how did you just, what, what makes a guy decide to start a magazine in 1991? <laughs> well, we, we actually didn't uh, officially start it. There was a company that came into town from uh, Regina. They started it and after about four issues decided this was no way to make a living and, uh, and uh, left town, I guess. Uh, we, were, we had other publications at that time. Uh, a couple of editors of the magazine came to us and said, hey, we're, we're, we have this thing. We don't know what to do with it. We don't have the resources to, to publish it. Uh, we'll sell it to you for a dollar if you will give us the uh, contract to be the editors for a year. And that's where it all started. Oh, right we, on. Okay. So, so we didn't officially start it, but we started with not much there. And it's um, been called Business in Calgary right from the get-go. It has. It interesting. Is. Well, I think a very interesting perspective of uh, the business in Calgary as we get into this big economic transformation question. What was, how big was Calgary in 1991? Uh, 1991, I think we were right around uh, 600,000 people. So uh, the Deerfoot was still a highway, not a parking lot. Okay, uh, it, it was uh, it was very much a different city. I mean, a, a literally half city. of what it is today. Yeah, because what are we just under one point three or something yeah. right now? So lit- yeah. literally half. And business ninety one. I know I always hear everyone all oh, the eighties and things were bad and and you know with the oil and gas and where were we sitting in the early nineties? Was it up down in between? Mm-hmm. It, it was down too. Okay. Yeah, we we started in a in a very poor economy. Uh, I always say you know we we came here from Saskatchewan and as poor as the economy was in Calgary, it still looked like an opportunity compared to where we came from. And it it truly was. Uh, There was lots of, uh, uh, as a new Calgarian, there was lots of big buildings with lots of activity and and people doing things. And to us, that spelled opportunity. So that's how we viewed it. And back then, I'm being blunt or maybe being limited in my perspective. Oil and gas was the was the horse that everyone had in the race, or because we're going to talk about this this diversification and what we all everybody talks about today. But I'm curious, having that perspective from back in the '90s when things weren't going well, were people talking about we should diversify even back then, or no? Absolutely. Okay, I had a sneaky suspicion. Yeah. (laughs) And and what was the and like well now it's always it's digital and it's all things digital. What was it back then? Or do you do you remember? I'm 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 forcing I'm I'm taking you way back. Yeah. No. I I mean in in the '90s. uh, when, when you talk about digital, I mean, um, as far as marketing and as far as, uh, um, you know, the magazine and, and, 
and communications and all that kind of uh, thing. Uh, no, there was absolutely no digital. Uh, that doesn't mean there wasn't a, a lot of different ways to communicate. That doesn't mean when we were out, you know, frankly, hustling advertising and, and uh, trying to make our magazine work, that there wasn't a whole lot of places for somebody to spend a marketing dollar. That, okay. that we've always been very, uh, you know, competitive back in the day. Those days, the newspapers were incredibly strong. Billboard was still strong. Radio yes. was very strong. I mean, there's always been a, a ton of places for companies to spend their marketing dollars. So... Digital is just another channel to us. Uh, yes, it, it, it's just another option. It's powerful. It's good, but uh, like as always, to put all your marbles in, in or all your eggs in one basket as a marketing program has never made a ton of sense to me. You're right. you're leaving some significant part of your market behind. Because consumers, we don't look at it as channels. We just look at it as the world that we live in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we all consume differently. Yes, I, I mean you know personally, you could spend all the money in the world on TV, and you're not going to change me one bit i'm not that <laughs> you're consumer. not consumer i'm not that consumer for you and so i, I just think you know that uh, companies that that understand that everybody consumes differently and they want to hit those touch points uh you know we're, we're still all in the game i'm gonna ask you because obviously as a marketer i wrestled with this sometimes also i have an office in toronto so sometimes have you found that calgary as a city has always been a little bit on the fence around marketing not, not that we're going to turn this into a marketing conversation, but I'm curious from your perspective on that. Uh, the, uh, different companies do different things. There's some incredibly mar- incredible marketing companies in town here that yeah, I mean, they they uh, take a percentage of their budget, budget, uh, they hand it to the marketing people, and they let marketing people do what marketing people do. Right. And and they are you know very savvy and very strong. There are other companies that uh, don't really have a budget. Uh, they will spend money. They know they should. They know they want to. They just don't know how. They, they know and, they should part. Yeah, and and so on on that side, uh, you know, quite honestly, you see a lot of dollars spent that you go, well, it's not really part of a proper marketing plan. Yes, but they still. Yeah, it it tends to sometimes just be a bunch of ta- tactics and, and rather than an overarching strategy. That's right. And so you know, Alberta in general, we have business in Calgary, business in Edmonton. We do have other publications too, and I I, I don't know that I would say uh, specifically Calgary is any different. We see it in all the sectors that we work in. We're in the agriculture sector as well. Right. Again, we have uh, companies. Uh, across Canada and the U.S. that work with us there. Some are very savvy marketers. Some have a plan. Some implement it. They evaluate it, and then you hit the reset, and you go again, if you will. Uh, others, it's just, you know, month to month to month, and what's what's going on this month. So They call you up and want to run an ad. It's just different. <clears throat> How many p- different publications do you guys have? Uh, four. Uh, okay. We've got Business in Calgary, Business in Edmonton, a uh, publication called Farming for Tomorrow, which serves the prairies. Uh, in agriculture, and then we have one that serves the funeral profession across Canada called Canadian Funeral News. Okay, um, so lots of different perspectives on different sectors, and you know some that sound I've heard before that you know the funeral business it's recession proof, and you know you've heard yeah, I don't know if it's these are all things you hear. Yeah. So when you know back to the big buzzword of today, economic transformation, you've had a pretty unique perspective over the last thirty years this transformation that we're going through now, like we can't argue it's a downturn. It, there's, a lot, there's a lot of challenges in our, in our, in our economy. Is it different than before? What, what, do, what are you seeing? What's your perspective? You've been on this ride a few times, I think. <laughs> yeah, we, we just, uh, honestly, this is our fourth time through it. We, we okay. started and it came out uh, late 90s. I mean, people don't maybe remember, but oil was at $10.91 a barrel. Natural gas was much stronger. So, you know, it wasn't all about the oil, but it was still very... 
challenging times, if you will. Of course, the financial crisis and now now. So uh, as I say, I think this is our, our fourth time uh, through. Uh, transformation, yeah, that's a, a new buzzword. It can mean whatever you want it to mean, or it can mean virtually nothing. Uh, we used to call it diversification, and yeah. I think we tried that through the first three times. We realized we really suck at diversification, <laughs> so let's call it something new because we don't want to Let's rebrand it. Yeah, let's rebrand it. We don't want to fail again at diversification. Let's call it transformation. D- d- we we failed at those th- at those three other times. And any insights on that, or any thoughts from your perspective? Because you're dealing with businesses large and small, so you're probably hearing all kinds of different stories of how they're approaching change. We'll call it change. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, the strength of the uh, of the energy sector in Alberta is just overwhelming. Um, you know, we we called it diversification. We all get going down this path, and we've uh, got some things happening, and all of a sudden, the energy picks up again, and the the companies are offering, you know, you X number of dollars more to come and be part of the energy uh, sector again as a part of being part of the diversification sector, if we, right. if yes. there, we want yeah. to call it that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we all transfer over and we forget about this diversification. Uh, I mean, when things are cooking in the energy industry, we don't have enough people to feed the energy industry, yeah. let alone a diverse, you know, whatever that means. Uh, and so it just, it, it's just uh, overpowering uh, I believe, and I think that's why we we continue to fail at diversifying our economy in any any significant way. It's a tempting mistress for sure. When when things are going good, like let's focus on it, and you know, hey, don't even worry about efficiency. Let's just try to keep up. <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't hear the word transformation in 2012, 13, 14, did we? No, we did not. No, we no, didn't. Absolutely. Is there anything about I'm going to quote unquote, this time, the fourth time through that you see is different? Are you getting any kind of a different? I've heard, oh, it's going a little bit longer. This is different. The world's changing. Thoughts on that? Every time we've been through it, Tyler, it's been different Um, for different reasons. Nobody knows exactly why we go into these and nobody knows why we come out as far as I can tell. You know, we we trend down uh, and then we trend up and we trend out and and it's just been this roller coaster since uh since I've been in it. There's no defining moment. There's no aha moment there. It just, you know, it goes down. Uh, confidence is huge. Lack of confidence is huge. Oh, sentiment as humans, yeah. how we feel about things Absolutely. makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And so, um, as I say, you can go back and, and, you know, read your history books on what happened and that doesn't really clarify anything either. You know, right. even it's, it's e- just a snapshot of even you know. analyzing it back. And so, uh, this time it's absolutely longer. Um, is this longer than the '80s and the '90s? Because I wasn't around in those ones. I don't. Really yeah, have I a mean, connection we're to getting it. there. Okay, we're, you know, it's starting at, to get a little at, long in the tooth. Five, six years, we're into this now. It, mm-hmm. It's feeling long, um, and and you know, it's been very hurtful to a lot of companies. Uh, beautiful family-run businesses that had great equity in 2014, and you know, Evaporated. succession plan and all these things, and they're gone. And you, you can't uh, you can't be take that lightly. Um, no, you know, the, very, the human cost of this has been very, absolutely. very real. And I think a lot of people, even at the end of, like you say, family-run businesses, people at that transition point where the one generation is moving on, then all of a sudden the business kind of comes unglued, maybe, and nothing because yep. they did or didn't do. Uh, we we have uh, some great relationships with our, our banks and ATB being a great partner of ours. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, they, they sit and talk about some of the situations they see where, uh, you know, you could... You could give uh, a, another loan to a company, but if they take this one and don't make it, th- their retirement's gone, everything's gone. 
and and it's, <clears throat> the hole uh, gets too deep to come yeah, out of. Yeah, and you know, after six years, are you know, is year seven going to turn? I know. Yeah, uh, crystal ball. Any any thoughts? Any perspectives on? The, and I know that's a tough question. Any any? What do you see coming around the corner from your your viewpoint? I, I mean, I do. There's there's some indicators and and some really smart people out there that are are starting to talk about investment coming back into Alberta. Uh, our rig count is up uh, for the first time in quite a while, and, okay. and up significantly. I know that's one of those Sig- indicators, one of those that, dashboard right. items. Yeah, and, and so you know they say that every well that's drilled is a hundred jobs attached to it. Um, so, oh, I never heard that number. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. It's, it's just a rule of thumb. Yeah. However, it trails on down. Uh, so I think in uh, January we had 80 more rigs drilling than we did January a year ago. Uh, our gas prices on the futures were up about 53%. Uh, if you, uh, uh, again, just year over year. Now that doesn't mean it's a huge number yet, but it's 53% no, but, but better we're, than we're last We're talking year. about a move in the right direction. Yeah. That's right. So, so there are things coming. Uh, uh, there's an article about, you know, how investment into the U.S. Uh, market well, there's all the excitement, whatnot. They're experiencing some of the things we did a few years ago, where their costs have run away on them. Uh, a lot okay. of the stuff that they're they're drilling is a, has a very short life cycle, and so the return to the investors isn't as exciting as everybody thought or once thought. Because that was and, a bit of the story, right? That was the oh, lower lower cost, high volume, no problem, we're good to go. That's but right. that's kind of running its course. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, pricing of every truck that moves is now a lot more than it once was. And, and you know, the cost Unfortunately, that away. is the cycle, right? How the, it goes. The beauty of, uh, of what we've done here in the last five or six years is we have beat those costs, you know, just... Yes. I, I, Sometime at the detriment of some of the service companies, as some right. of my friends, that, that yeah. uh, they're like, we can't get beat up anymore. That, that, that's right. But the, uh, the, the operators that are out there and are still profitable and have learned how to operate at that yes. number... Uh, when the investors are looking back at Alberta going, what's their cost of operation and, and production? Uh, we're now looking to be better. So we're hoping uh, certainly for some some new investment to come back into the province. Um, and so, yeah, there are some indicators that are just a little bit better. Of course, we have this overshadowing, you know, political uh, yes, uh, we do. climate. And I don't really want to get into the politics of the day but it's hard to ignore what's going on and uh, that is the one thing that's very different about this time through the first three times we were playing in a world market so we just had to be competitive with everybody else out there and uh, uh, Calgarians and Albertans are really good at that hard-working smart people mm-hmm. we'll figure out how to play in the game of if everything's equal uh, right now it's kind of a self-imposed um, economic disaster if you will i mean the the policies on on a number of levels of government are just you know they're crippling and that's hard for you and, to compete and, against absolutely and i know albertans there's an angst and there's a there's an anger that's building around that where it does feel like the the playing field isn't as level as maybe it once was yeah I, and i mean uh, people are oh, getting pissed off let's oh, be blunt oh, yeah <laughs> oh, oh, oh hey Tyler, over the next uh, couple of weeks here it's gonna you know it's gonna become you know uh yeah very heightened, I guess. Is mm-hmm. I mean, if the tech mine uh, gets shut down, I mean, uh, I know uh, that's the next big one that's sitting there we, right now. I know, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, right now uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, all the railroads being blocked for once really aren't screwing with us as bad as they are now screwing with Ontario and Quebec with the rest uh, of the country. With the rest yes. of the country. So I, know, now, I, was re- I was watching that this morning. Sure. I mean, now all of a sudden it's a national discussion, whereas before, and let's be honest, it's pretty easy when when things are 
cruising into your province to ignore what's going on in the rest of the yes. world. We were guilty of it. We're and, Canadian, but we do live in our little islands. Absolutely. We absolutely do. In, in 20, you know, 13, 14, when we were just uh, off the charts out here, did we really care what the hell was going on in Ontario and Quebec? Yes. No, we didn't. No. We were doing fine, and, and now we're feeling that back. So... Uh, that's, I think. That is a bit Canadian into itself, though, isn't it? Growing up, I, I grew up in Quebec, which really lives its, marches to its own drum. Yep. You, go in, you go downtown Toronto, no one's talking about the price of oil. It's just not no. a conversation. They actually don't even, like, the concept of it, of what's going on in Alberta, isn't even on their radar. No. And and that is, I guess, the, the uh, like you say, very Canadian. We're a it big, seems that bit way. We're a big, big country. Yes. And, and, and truly, it's probably hard to worry about everything. You know, I, I mean, and, and we're very localized. <laughs> like, if I don't see it, feel it, or experience it, it's probably not that big of a deal. To, you know, to a certain extent, I'm not yeah. saying that people aren't concerned globally, but for the most part, if my world is good, I'm just going to assume yours is probably okay as well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. There, there's no doubt. Yeah. Any so as a magazine or as in the role that you've played as a publisher and in this community, have you guys kind of stayed out of the political conversation? And I, I can, I'm trying to, and I'm not trying to pull you in. So this that wasn't yeah, a, that no. was not a trap, entrapment question, but it's an interesting topic because it underpins so much of what's going on economically right now. Uh, business wise, we have stayed out of politics because it doesn't matter which line you take, you will probably alienate one of your clients. So, yes, so true. just from a, a purely business, I mean, we've seen magazines in Alberta that were very right wing, very left wing, pick your wing. And frankly, they <laughs> pick, your, pick your side. Yeah, yeah, they've they've done nothing. Um, right. uh, I don't, you know, they've uh, some of them have just gone out of existence, gone broke. Some of them are well funded, but not as a business model. Uh, I was going to say, there's somebody, di- that's a different model. That, and, that, and that's totally a different model. Well, the so power we, of the printing press has been around yeah, since the beginning of time. Yeah, so, so we haven't uh, went real strong into the political scene. Uh, the other thing that's a little bit challenging on a magazine, I mean, these things are moving so quickly and we're a monthly magazine. So yeah. by the time you come out, sometimes your comment isn't all that relevant. That being said, um, we had uh, Ralph Klein on our, on our cover twice. Okay. Uh, very much believed... Uh, that what he did for the province was good. And in our April issue just coming up, we have Jason Kenny on the cover. Okay. Uh, both Calgary and Edmonton. And the, the reason we did that, um, again, we live in, in such a world of uh, uh, bits of information. And, Sound and, bites. And, yeah. yeah. And, you know, all you ever get uh, from the uh, from the Kenny plan, if you want to call it that, is a bit and a bit and a bit. And we said, okay, you know, he's in now the X number of months. Let's let him tell his story as to what he is trying to achieve without okay, I appreciate without that. somebody you know talking over him or trying to corner him or whatever. Let let's share that with our readers, not as a, a rah rah Jason Kenny, but as a okay, tell your story. Uh, that's still the unique position of a of a magazine is that we can do a two thousand word article that will actually share some depth and knowledge with a reader. Well, uh, it gives the people a chance to be informed and then make a decision versus getting influenced by sound bites, which we do. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of why I love the podcast format because people yeah. are like, oh, they're 10 minutes. I'm like, no, they're like an hour. They're like, oh, it seems yeah. so long. I'm like, I find it takes that time to actually have a yeah. real conversation with someone. Yeah, we're, we're losing the art of real conversation. I agree. Uh, and and uh, we are, um, we're taking these sound bites and, and these bits of information and forming opinions based on not much 
knowledge. And I'm going to be, I don't want to be too, you know, black helicopters and black SUVs, but someone's taking those sound bites and curating them in a way oh. to create you to think something like it's very, like it's, it's not even a secret. We all know that how the media is influenced. So it behooves us to take a little bit more time to lean in and understand, but it's hard. We're busy and we're distracted and we're, you know, we got to get to our next Instagram post. <laughs> well, uh, not, not to make too much of a social commentary on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a whole nother, nother, a whole nother discussion and a whole nother topic. The one thing I can, and not to, make this an advertisement about the magazine world, but we still have a really strong readership. And while people are, you know, picking up their phones 20, 30, 40 times a day, getting that that uh, headline news, uh, what our readers are telling us is that they're still giving us the time to read those cover stories. That's our okay. number one yep. uh, read. And they're still giving us kind of, the, you know, the 20 to 25 minutes per per magazine and, and reading things. So we're very okay, encouraged Okay, so that's, that's that. the stats, 20 to 25 minutes, which that's a significant period it's actually, of time. It's you, actually 21 minutes. And that, I, I appreciate you know, the precision in that. Yeah, uh, that's on average. I mean, we, we get the range where, of course. you know, some are giving you 45 and some are giving you five. But, but we all have our key indicators. And for yeah, you we guys, do. it's that number. And, and that the beauty of that is, is that we've done uh, surveys with the magazine ever since we've gotten it. Uh, we use Ipsos, so you okay. know, very reputable firm, and uh, that number has stayed very consistent. And then on our last one, even inched up just by seconds. But I would be curious if people, because of what's going on in Alberta, it's pulling more people off the sidelines to be maybe more involved of what's going on. I've just noticed that even this podcast kind of launched it as a little bit of a passion project, and all of a sudden it's taken off, and people are like, "I want to hear more. I want to know what's going on. Like I'm thinking about my career. I'm thinking about my future." They're not. There's not as much coasting going on right now. I so I've noticed people looking to learn more and get more information. Is my armchair observation of that? But I think you're bang on. There's there is no coasting right now. No, <laughs> there's you know I, you know I was, yeah you 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 coast you just stop. Uh, so you better be out there hustling, uh, whatever industry, whatever sector we're in. I don't talk to anybody that's going, oh yeah, this is you know the best times we've ever had. No, uh, I've not heard know, that from anyone. No, so so there is no coasting, and and uh, you know you can go to the restaurants and and uh, you know again 2014 uh, lunch ended somewhere between two and three, and 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 that's how it was. Today at you know quarter after one, the place is empty. Uh, we yeah. we don't coast no more. My wife's been oil and gas for twenty years, and I'll and I'll and I joke. I've never seen her work as hard as she works now. She's loving it. She's leaning in, but she's with a company that's doing things a bit differently. They're hustling hard. Where her last company, no criticism, they were multiple exit guys and gals. Yeah. So they had, they, they, you know, when you're working with thirty millionaires or multimillionaires, it's a different level of drive. Where now she's, they're young, they're smart, they're grinding, and they're putting twelve hour days. Where before a seven hour day was a big day. Just a very different world from five years ago to to, to today. And and how the whole corporate culture in that organization is looks very different for me as an outsider looking at uh, Jim Gray, obviously a great Calgarian yes. and, mm. and has done so much in our city, but uh, having a breakfast with him a while back. And like you said, the hundred dollar barrel of oil is great for the restaurants and golf courses in our city. It's terrible for technology and advancing what we do, uh, you know, because there's no, there's no pain to fix. There's right. no, no, there's nothing to fix. And, and so I'm, I'm guessing that in, uh, Today's market and world, we've got far more innovation going on than we did in 2014. Uh, funny part is the money that 
should be there to do these things isn't quite there, but it, it's just it's a the rough, offset. But it yeah, is what it, it kind of is what it is. Is what it is. So from your optics around you know the economic transformation concept, are, do you see things? You know, again, you've been through this multiple times. I really value your perspective on it. Are we doing anything differently? What are we doing well in terms of a city to try to go? You know what? Hey, let's make it through this for one, two. Let's maybe transform slash. I don't want to use the word diversify now because no. I know it's a blowout word. But anything that you're seeing from the companies you're dealing with, where they're they're maybe leaning in a little bit differently than they have before? Uh, the, the companies are the companies are working, and and I think they've always done that. Uh, I think, and you said as a city, and, and that's where I think we're, we're really missing uh, okay. it from where we've been before. The city through economic development has come up with some initiatives, but to me, those don't have a whole lot of uh, room to succeed because we're not built on a solid foundation. Okay. Go, going back, uh, looking at the city, looking at the province, um, you know, policy is very important when you're attracting business. Uh, whether it's our taxation level in town, whether it's how quickly can we get something built, what is our entrepreneurial spirit of this city? And we've really taken a hit on that. Okay. Uh, I, I am uh, uh, invited to the the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, and they start every meeting with you know by basically saying policy is important, good or bad. It is very important, it's going to have an and it will drive us one way or the other. Um, you know, we we talk to companies today that that just flat out say, I would never put up another building in this city if my life depended on it, and that's sad. That is not no. That's and, not and, the kind of message you want to hear. No, it isn't. I mean, they'll hmm. they might just go to Balzac. But they're in a different RM, different different structure. So, uh, you know, when, when we look at the policy, uh, both in our city, uh, provincially, mm-hmm. uh, federally, those things have to be in place to be friendly to business before we're going to transform the city of Calgary and have investment come in and have people set up shops. I just don't see... Uh, it any other way, and again, I, I sit down with economic development, and mm-hmm. it seems like every year somebody says, "So, so what do you what do you think? What should we do?" And I go, "Well, you know, you guys are working kind of against yourself. If we don't have the city on side, I don't know what economic ve- development can do. You know, it's like, hey, Tyler, come to our city. Our taxes are higher, and our tax income tax rates no advantage, and we have mountains." <laughs> Uh, you know, um, today we have mountains and lots of empty office space that's economical. Yes. Um, how, how are we putting that forward as a true yeah. value proposition? So if we don't have the base to transform, I think we're kind of spinning our wheels on it. Uh, you know, we did have a bit of a lower tax rate now from the provincial government. Um, but like you say, city has got some serious work to do. It's interesting because it almost feels over the last five years, like as we've gone, as the need for that has increased, it feels like it's actually gone the other way. It's like we're pushing it down, like you said. Yeah, we are. That's a tough one because it really is a kind of a, you know, if we don't have the money, we need to raise it somewhere. But if we don't create a a positive environment, how do we attract any net new business? And there's been things that I know of, you've heard in the media where businesses have said, hey, I was going to come, but I changed my mind and went somewhere else. Uh, Absolutely. And and as I say, without that base, uh, you know, again, look at the the you know, however many years that we kept attracting head offices and head offices, they didn't come here for the mountains. You know, they really didn't. They came these here. Are business, these tax, are people making business decisions. Tax rates were very favorable in Alberta. Now we've kind of lost that uh, advantage. The entrepreneurial spirit of Calgary was very much in our favorite. I think we've uh, lost that advantage. Now, I don't want to sit here and sound real negative. Cause no, I, no, I, I did I, ask I, you the question of like, I, what, what I, are we looking uh, at? 
I love this city, but if we don't change our perspective on some of those things, I think it's going to be very, very difficult to transform. And to hear that, you know, anything that to me knocks that entrepreneurial, like when I moved here, I grew up back East, you know, great, loved where I grew up, moved here. And all of a sudden it was just this sense of like, we can get stuff done and we can accomplish. And there wasn't a scarcity mindset. There was like, you know, you and I sit together and we walk away going like, well, we can be successful together. There was this, where I grew up, there was a little bit more of this, like I got to get mine so you don't get yours. I moved here and I didn't experience that. And it was, I loved it. Uh, I was bought in right away. uh, Same growing up in Saskatchewan, quite honestly. Uh, We noticed that when we moved here in the late eighties is that if, if somebody in Calgary was doing real well, you went and got close to him to learn how he was doing well so you could do well. Yes. You didn't go try and, you know, slow him down, which is the mentality we seem to come from, you know. Yeah, I grew up in uh, a very similar around that. Yeah, Calgary so, never had that. No, it didn't. And 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 yeah, that's interesting to hear because if we lose that, that that's part of that was our core. That's the you know, when they talk about that that energy you get when you come here, to me that's what it is, or for it, me it was. It, I, th- I think we have a, a a real serious lack of leadership across most of our platforms today. Um, you know, back in the days when, when you look at the big things that happened in Calgary and, you know, the Olympics were, were mm-hmm. huge, the leadership said, we're going to do this. And the city kind of went with it. Now there was always descending voices. Let's, let's make there, no there always is, and there always will be, but that is what leadership does. Yes. You know, they get weigh everyone and, pseudo and, marching in the same direction and, and they go, uh, today we float an idea and then we put it out to social media and then we get people to vote online and then we decide whether we should or shouldn't and somehow we call this leadership. And and it, and it doesn't work. I mean, all we do is spin in circles and then spin out and go on to the next project. Uh, well, it's interesting. If you look like provincially, uh, municipally, federally, there's a spinning that's going on now that we're like, you know, I've talked to a few business guys, senior level that have done, you know, kind of roadshows and they're like, the message out there is, I'm going to say Canada, Canada, you guys can't get stuff done anymore. Oh, we, you haven't done a major project in 13 or 15 years. And some of the no. things I'm here coming back from the, the world economic community, that was scary. It was like, ooh, all of a sudden I'm like, that is not the message you want. It's not the brand message you want out there. No, it isn't. I mean, we, we this tech mind, I mean, they, they've been doing it for 10 years. We've been, we've been going through the hoops and paperwork. That's, that's not, you know, that's not going to serve anyone well long term. And I think what we forget is that these are businesses that have global uh, portfolios. They'll just yep. go to a more conducive market and not just from a city level, but just, oh, Canada's no longer favorable. We're going to go somewhere else. No, you're absolutely right. And we're, and we're seeing it. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's, you it's, know, it's, I, not a, it's not a maybe. It is it, happening. As much as we, we talk about transforming and, and the things we need to do to fill our buildings up in downtown Calgary, hell, we're still emptying them out. Yeah. You know, with the Devons <laughs> the bucket and the still, The bucket still has a hole well, in it. Well, yeah, it does. And, and you're right. You know, so we... We, uh, we kick out a shell and then we bring in a technology company with 50 people and go, wow, there, we're really transforming ourselves. Well, right. let's, let's get serious. Because the reality is we need both. We need the shells Absolutely. to stay and then we need the technology Absolutely. companies to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you said platforms and leadership across our platforms, what were you referring to just to get clarity? Mm. Government, municipal. Yeah, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, back to our policy. The government sets the policy. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. For the businesses to work in and around. And, and... With bad policy, uh, it's kind of like you know going into a fight with one arm tied behind your back. You're you're not competing on a on a, on a level playing field, as you just mentioned. It's a global economy, uh, so you know we can't go well. It's okay because all the provinces are equal. Uh, who cares? So so yeah, we we've got uh, you know some very 
tough policy for them to work with. Like I said, for the city of Calgary, number one, you know, we can start there. Uh, the province of Alberta, I think we're trying to make steps, but we, mm -hmm. we're, we're a long ways behind. We got behind, and now trying to fix that is painful. That's uh, amazing. Okay. It feels like a year getting behind takes four years to get caught back up. Like, it's not no, equal. <laughs> no, it isn't, and, and it's a lot easier to spend money and take on huge debt than it is to get back out of that debt, and that's what we're experiencing <laughs> yes, now. You know, yes, that's what is. we're experiencing now. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, federally, like you say, we just have such a lack of leadership. Um, you know, we, we get a, what is it, 12 or 14-year-old girl that gets up and makes a speech and the world goes crazy about it. To me, that is a serious cry for uh, leadership on right. some level. Yep. I mean, yep. to not we're, even talk about the message or what, it, whether you're pro or against her message, uh, <laughs> people are looking for something to rally behind, well, they are. which is leadership. They are. She provided leadership. That's an interesting way to filter that. And, yeah. and, 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 uh, yeah, you I know, appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Today we, I'm, I gotta be honest, I'm not, not feeling it personally on, on too many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, you say without <laughs> poking too many holes, uh, you know, we just need some strong leadership. Here is our direction. This is where we are going. That's what these people have been put in power to do and and we're just not getting it i mean uh, uh we've we've just spent two weeks uh with our whole city council arguing about a two thousand dollar expenditure from one of the councillors whether that's good bad at the meantime we have a five and a half billion dollar budget that nobody's really paying attention to so interesting. We're getting so addicted to the to, to, to that stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, five and a half. Sorry, that's where we're headed over yep, the next yep. couple of years. But you know, yep. we're we're somewhere. I appreciate around the perspective the of the contrast. Yeah, this is what we're investing our time in over here, absolutely. which arguably doesn't matter, but yet because it gets amplified to this level. Yeah, I mean, it would be just like your company. Uh, a good leader would call the guy and give him a slap for screwing around his expense accounts and let's get back on to running the company. Yeah, and let's not do that again. And, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. Again and, and, and carry on. I mean like two, two grownups. <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, but, but here now we're, you know, we're calling a special council meeting to address a $2,000 as far as I know. And there might be a few other, but let's of be course, serious. Yeah, In the yeah. scheme of things, give the guy a slap on, on the and move knuckles on. and move on. We, we don't do yeah, that very good. That's lack of leadership, uh, Tyler, right. in my world. It's just being concise nonsense. And and, but yet we're here, and it's not just—it's not just like that's it's a bit of a global phenomenon. We get so focused on the trinkets, almost on, on the shiny things, whatever that might the, be. The, the social media world has uh, definitely, yeah. uh, uh, I think, caused a lot of problems in that area. We, you know, it's just everybody's got a voice, and and uh, the voice used to be go and vote, and yeah. and put your person in power, and that is your voice, and that that served us pretty well over the years. Right. Whereas now the voices are just so many and so loud and radical and left and right and and right is you know yeah it's not even about left uh, or right is it, is it, is it's it, about is it, yeah. does it does it serve any purpose does it move us forward or does it move us back or do we just spin, spin out spin us around and just spin so out. arguably in in a world like that clear lead, clear strong leadership is even more required than before absolutely because you've got someone who's got to be able to weather all that the push and pull of of the of the soapbox, we, <laughs> really. We, we do uh, our business in Calgary uh, Leaders Awards every year, and yes. we recognize leadership in business, and and that's you know part of it. Uh, How long have you guys uh, been doing that? Uh, we're in our thirteenth uh, year now. Nice. So uh, I mean, in that time, we've seen leaders that have uh, uh, led through incredible growth and phenomenal pricing, and you know, uh, but that's a challenge. And now we've had leaders that have had to lead through the downsizing and leadership's incredibly important. I mean, without it, you're just gone. And uh, 
fortunately, that's where, you know, in the political system of the day, we get we get a chance every four years. And, right. and you know, the history of Canada, we've done pretty damn good. We go a little bit too far one way, we come back. And, we self-correct, and, yeah, and, we do. Yeah, we yeah. do. And, yeah. and it's, you know, frankly, it's served us uh, well. And I think, uh, you know, the optimistic side of me is that we will correct again, and we will come back into line again, and we will get some, uh, you know, like just common sense that says, gosh, you know, if we quit generating uh, economic uh, returns for our country, uh, one day we're going to be broke. And, you know... Sooner or later, you run out of other people's money. <laughs> well, well, we will. And yeah. uh, we will feel, feel it as a, as a country. Um, I, I guess I'm getting to that point in life where it's probably not going to affect me a ton. But my kids, right? And you know, the, but you're the still an active member of your community. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah, absolutely. So it's hard to be like, ah, not my. It, this isn't going to get solved with a not my problem. No mindset. Oh, no, not at all. No, it isn't. But uh, when when you sit and and uh, listen to some of the points of view coming, and you try to you know listen and and attempt to understand, and that's where I really get uh, lost as to where is the money going to come from to keep the quality of. Uh, life and the standard of living we have across this country. I don't get many answers on that. So then I get lost in the, I guess I'll just call it rhetoric of the, of I think, the day. I think rhetoric is a good word for it. Yeah. Because sooner or later, there's, there's just an economic foundation of like, okay, we need to make more than we spend and we need to look at what we're doing now to make sure that keeps going in the future. Back to leadership and running a business. Because, you know, votes come around every four years, but in business, it will get decided for you if you don't choose well. Yep, that's, <laughs> like, how, that's how I was raised. Yeah, I yeah, mean, sometimes you know, the, the, if, if, the if, bank will give you a call. <laughs> if, if there's not a, you know, I, I call myself a, a fiscal small C conservative. Okay. But if we can't balance the books, whoever you are, Yes. You lose me very quickly um, if if our spending is outweighing our you know uh, our revenues. Well, you, you where and I are we you and go? I both grew up on small farms. That's right, where the dollars mattered. That's right, and it was frugal because you had to be. And you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the crop was it good? Was it not? Were commodity prices up and down? You know, you had the weather dictating for you, you had the markets dictating for you. Then it was about how efficient you could be in the process and not be wasteful ever. <laughs> That's where I grew up. Uh, my parents, I, I think they were some of the best money managers ever. They raised ten kids on. Uh, two, oh wow, you're two, t- oh, t- yeah, two quarters of land. I can just about guarantee you your cell bill and your your internet bill are more than their monthly uh, uh, yes budget was to to raise ten kids. So yeah, you 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 know that's where you come from. That's how you uh, the world is framed uh, for you a bit. Is it? Well, your beliefs and how you feel to the world. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I think absolutely. there's a lot of again, I don't want to sound preachy, but there's a lot of entitlement and I've, I'm owed something. And it's like, I don't know, I come from the world, you, you're, you're kind of owed what you earn and and, yep. and, you, and you got to work pretty damn hard to earn it and that's okay. And I'm very thankful to grow up in that, but I think we've lost a little bit of that. There's a lot of, well, we, we've just, we, we've earned, we're entitled to a certain quality of life. Yeah, but it has to be, you have to create that and maintain it. Yeah, that, that, that reality will... You know, we're not really entitled. We can pretend to be entitled yes, to anything, <laughs> but if, but if you know, I mean, uh, some of the provinces uh, have felt this far ahead of Alberta. We're yeah, whether we correct now, but I mean, you get out into to Newfoundland and and the fisheries, and and when all that's gone, it's gone. Yeah, you know. Um, and those are whole communities that survived on that. Like, absolutely. I know we don't have to look outside our own country to see no, examples of where change didn't just bounce back. Or like, nope. it, well, it's going to come back because it has to. I'm like, Ooh, okay, well, be careful with that. It, yeah. This has to statement. That's I've heard right. that floating around a little bit. Well, it just has to come back. I'm like, well, I don't know. Does it? Hopefully. The, the, I, the, I hope so. The, the whole world of energy for, for Calgary and transformation and, and you know, we're, we're 
chatting about that. It, it, we're, we're in a funny part of, uh, of uh, the world cycle right now where the demand for energy continues to rise, and yet in Canada we keep talking about shutting it down. Shutting it down. And, and that's a really interesting space we're in on that level. So will it come back? Um, again, uh, we change our politicians every four years or eight years or 12 years. If we get too far on one side and people start to feel it across the country, uh, then we'll change it and then we'll get right. some policy. The pain, has, more, the pain has to get enough. Yeah, th- then we'll get some policy to where uh, it'll be more friendly to oil and we can play on the world market again. So I don't think it's going anywhere. I mean, depending no, on... the demand for energy, and even with the diversification for alternative sources of energy, the demand is still outpacing. Like, we kind of need all the players at the table. We can't we just do. take one and wipe we it do. off. It's not realistic. No, it isn't. And arguably, the rest of the world isn't doing that. No. <laughs> the rest of the world isn't shutting down their oil, their oil and gas initiatives. Canada seems to live in this, I don't know, again, we're wading off into some weird territory here, but <laughs> it, it, yeah, anyways, that's the joy of a long-form conversation. So, There's the, we feel like we live in some little bubble where the rest of the world seems like full steam ahead, with oil and gas. Can I soapbox? Please. Soapbox. You, here now, we go. you got the here mic. Go. You got here the mic. Go. Okay, we have 40 I, minutes to get yeah, here. All right. Okay, 40 minutes. I, I just, I can't believe the absolute arrogance of our country and how, uh, I'll, I'll call it, fed and warm we are. And then we start shutting down energy where there's other countries that go to bed cold and hungry every night. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to save the world, which is just such nonsense in the in the small amount that uh, yes. we contribute to it, and and yet instead of saying okay, we're going to make energy cheaper, better, more efficient to raise the quality of our fellow people on this big old globe of ours, no, we're going to shut it down and and put the screws to them even more. And I just yeah, I just feel that way. that yeah, is uh, perspective is uh, it was very limited limited to think of it that way. Mm. It, it's incredibly arrogant, and, and I mean. <laughs> Like I, a good I word. say, you know, we're we're fat and we're warm, and screw the rest of the world. They they can figure it out on we're their. We're a little own. too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're way too comfortable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not looking very uh, very long term. I also, uh, you know, that the we come from where we come from. Uh, in the nineteen seventies, the early seventies, I was running around my house and my mom and dad's for with a. I was about six years old, I guess, and and had a sweater on because we had an energy crisis. Yep, we were, the world was running out of energy. That was the bill of goods we got sold during those days. Uh, a couple of years later, we were doing drills to hide under our desk <clears throat> because uh, the atomic bomb was coming and the Russians That's were going right. to blow us up. Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to think about the wisdom from the powers that be to tell you to hide under your desk when an atomic bomb comes. Like I just, <laughs> we, you know, let's <laughs> with, just with what we know now. Let's, yeah. let's just think about that for a second. <laughs> and 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 it gives then, good perspective. And then we went through the whole acid rain. Uh, that's uh, right you know god the, the the radio waves and the tv and the internet not back then but i thought sat through seminars where industries were looking at changing the whole way they did business because acid rain was gonna literally eat the forests and yeah I, I was in my early probably 73 so i was probably 10 yeah. and i remember that absolutely you know so, so that was we, the thing to be scared we, of then we've, we've been through about three of these things uh we've been sold a bill of goods every time yep um looking back they're they're somewhat ridiculous, and uh, I think it's amazing I how think, powerful in hindsight, right? <laughs> I, I I think that this whole climate change thing in another ten years, we're going to be looking back at it doing the same thing. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's going to get. I really I'm, I'm going to get some fired up comments on the. Uh, this, this is great. Fair enough. I the, no, the, this the, is awesome. One wonderful opportunity to go to uh, Iceland a couple of years ago. 
Okay, I haven't and, been yet. Uh, it seems yeah. to be the cool place to go right My now. My wife and I celebrating our 30th anniversary, so oh, nice. that, that's pretty cool. And cool. Uh, the, the tour guide was giving us a tour, and he said, uh, yeah, around uh, the 1100s, uh, Iceland had uh, great fields of corn. Uh, corn was our main staple crop. And you go, corn in Iceland? What the hell? Well, he says, no, this climate changes, he says. We, we, used yes. to be, we used to be a corn-growing country, and now we don't. And you, you think about that. And, and I never heard that. I didn't know that. Mm. Well, uh, like I said, he was my tour guide. Yeah. So is it the gospel? I don't know. But, uh, you know, he would have had no reason, I don't think, to tell me stories. <laughs> he was just, uh, you know, yep. the history of the country and, and what uh, what they had experienced and what got them to where they were. So, yeah, I I, I think Mother Earth is going to take care of uh, of a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I don't know... I'm all for cleaning up. I love the yes. technology that I, I makes it better, stronger. I think we were a little sloppy. I think yep. there was a reason Absolutely. Because I'm a big advocate, of, if it's a business owner, of efficiency. How can we do this cleaner better? For sure. Absolutely. I so agree with you I. So I, believe me, I'm not a, you know, uh, can we live and, and uh, can we create incentive for these really smart people to help us do it better? Absolutely. Alternative energies? Absolutely. But there's a reality of, you know, to who we are as, yes. as people on this earth and what we do. Uh, the prairies here without fossil fuels doesn't work very well. You know, it just yeah, it's doesn't. not a sustainable environment. No, it, it isn't. So even though you were talking earlier about the ag side of things, about yep. how many guys you know and even I know that work in the oil and gas sector, so they can still have their farms and still live that lifestyle. Yep. Like it, there's a balance for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I use the the term, and uh, again, um, I get really tired of apologizing for keeping people warm and keeping them fed. I, I I do, and and it seems like we're on the uh, on the uh, defensive on both fronts right now. Yes, we are you absolutely. Yeah, I mean we we get the 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 Oscars on the weekend where they're you know people that know nothing taking a slap at agriculture. I mean there they are. Yes, I know. heard that speech. I know exactly what you're I, talking about. I was like, what like do, said, I'm like, what did he do? What just? <laughs> where, what was that? <laughs> Again, very warm, very comfortably fed, and yes. slamming the two things that keep them that way. I don't I don't get it. Um, we're we're in a we're back into one of those waves of public opinion, whether it was the the atomic bomb, whether it was yep. the energy crisis. Whether it's a good it was comparison because people uh, don't rain, know about those. Yeah. Whether it was acid rain. We get so wound up as a society about them. Well, in Canada, anyhow. Yeah. You know, we can probably go to other countries that can't tell you that story. They were too worried about getting fed and about keeping warm. No, as you move up the hierarchy and, you know, when, when you're not worried about these things like famine, disease, and war being your reason for not surviving, you start to think about life differently. I was listening to the other day on CBC of someone talking about um, the plastic bag and the big push against that. And the guy said, hey, let's not forget, we switched to plastic because everyone was up in arms because we were using too much paper destroying the forest. So we switched to plastic to save the trees. So he goes, let's not forget how many, like that was 15 years ago. And I was like, you know what? I remember that. It's just so how quick, how short our memories are of why the things are now like, I'm not, and I'm not saying we haven't learned and maybe recycling has changed that, but the guy was like, let's just pause for a moment and remember why we switched to plastic in the first place before we go jump again without really thinking it through. And I thought it was a really good perspective. And you yeah. didn't go back that many years either to nope. pull that one out. You don't have to. Don't have to. We, 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 we have pretty short memories cycle. back to our sound bites, right? Mm-hmm. We tend to cycle ourselves through these things. Um, we do. Like you say, you don't want to go all conspiracy theory here, but there's typically, if you dig far enough back, there's a reason and somebody made a few bucks uh, doing it, you know. Uh, yes, there's a Mr. whole couple of like layers. You said, and, yes, ab- absolutely. Into some of the Vivian Krause stuff. And so yep. there's some interesting stories out there, but 
I, it's our responsibility to get educated and not just let the sound bites lead us down the path. And there lies the, the challenge, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it takes time. It takes energy. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy checking my Instagram. I'm just yeah. picking on Instagram as I'll yeah. go check it when I get done yeah. this. So um, we're building a dashboard. You said a few things um, that I think could be on there for Calgary to say, hey, you know what? Things are changing and we're moving in a good direction. What are some of the indicators? What do you look for? What's on, what's on your dashboard? Mm. I, I mean, uh, for downtown Calgary, obviously the the uh, office space is yeah, a is it, it's a real indicator. Um, I mean, there's just no way of getting around it. Uh, and and that being said, you know, I, I like to try and uh, uh, look at our downtown office space. In about the last five years, we've put on close to six million square feet of new space downtown. If we were to pull that out, what would it look like? It, it would be a much different story. Uh, I mean, we were built and 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 building to fill those. Obviously, the, the really smart people with the, the, the money at that level said, okay, well, here's a, a, a very logical projection that Calgary's mm-hmm. going. There's going to be a need. We're going to fill it. We're going to make money. That's where uh, policy, again, threw a wrench right into that. How do you, how do you uh, uh, foresee that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's tough, but uh, certainly that is going to be one of the key indicators, I think, uh, mm-hmm. for Calgary. Well, it's very know, real and it's very tangible and it's very, measure- and it's very measurable. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You mentioned rig count. I think that's a factor in our province. It, you know, it still every is. Every rig, 100 jobs. That's, I, I haven't heard that, that correlation before. See, see, I, I didn't want to go too far down that path because you were talking about transformation and that, that, that's not really transformation. No, that's not. still no, that's That fair. still is who we are. Um, but it is, it is such a powerful part of who we are. And when you look at uh, you know, what the energy sector sector still generates for revenue. I mean, it's still massive. Yes. Like, don't think that we're just going to go away from that anytime soon. So, so yeah, that even, even in this, even important. in this back on our heels kind of state is still a huge driver for this economy. So yeah. no, and, and please, yeah, please don't get me wrong, whatever that means for economic transformation, we got to look at it all. And yeah. uh, this isn't an anti uh, establishment podcast by any means. It's getting no. different perspectives on. And hopefully the goal is that people can listen and get a broader view of things. That's the objective. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they listen. And, you know, I always say you can, uh, as a publisher, uh, just read me. I don't care if you think I'm, dead wrong but if you consider my opinion mm. and consider yours and think about whatever i've said we've we've moved the bar somewhere if it, if it leaves you with a thought thought provoking it, yeah. agree, positive or negative the lack matter. of thought is i think where we're getting uh, in trouble the absence of thought is, is scary and yeah. then it becomes following yeah, like, like bandwagon the, the absence of any deep thought the yes. absence of any understanding like i said if if you t- take what i say today and you go this guy is stuffed and here is why <laughs> yeah I'm okay with that. At least you I, thought it through. And and the here is why part I like, not just like I disagree. Tell me more. Yeah, and let's unpack it a little bit. Yeah, not the, not the angry, the angry one. Just <laughs> I hear you. No, I hear you. Yeah. Do you get to, through the publication? Do you have a lot of people? Do you have that? Do you get like people? Oh, I wish you never said that. Or like, do you guys is is it is it interactive like that, or is it more you put it out to the world and then it kind of lives its own little lives and breathes its own life. We, we, we frankly aren't very controversial within the magazine. Okay. Um, I've never felt you know, your magazine to be no. that way. But. We, we've, we've always, uh, from the day we started, we said, look, people wake up in the morning, they hear the radio, they read the, the, their newspaper, listen to the TV, whatever. They're full of enough bad news every day before they even right. get basically out of their house in the morning. And so we've always taken the, the good news story approach to it. Okay. Every one of our cover stories, when you read that, uh, we hope you're somewhat entertained by, holy smokes, look what this individual done, uh, to how would I do that 
wow, that opportunity is there for me. So it's always been sort of inspirational and entrepreneurial. Which is, that's how I would describe it. They're always yeah. very positive stories. Like people, they, do, people doing good things. They are. And, and uh, you know, where our success has come from, uh, uh, you know, holding advertisers and long-term uh, supporters of the magazine is that there are a lot of people out there that go, yeah, I want my brand by that message. That's, that's how... Which is the power of brand, like association. Absolutely. absolutely. It's being you showcased know. in a magazine that's looked at as something that's elevating Calgary in a positive right. way. Oh, this must be a positive story. Hang on, you got it. Yeah. And so, you know, we... we I appreciate that. When we chatted before, Calgary's still a, a big or small town. It uh, is. Biggest uh, small town I've ever lived in, for you, sure. Every person that you see in the business in Calgary magazine will be from Calgary. Uh, they will be a neighbor, a friend, uh, uh, somebody who's uh, supplying your firm as it is. Uh, you mm-hmm. won't see, I mean, just it's it's so minute that when you have outside comment and that that's part of our being a community magazine. Right. And and it's it's served us well. But no, we don't get a lot of uh, angry uh, uh, commentary because we, right. we that's just not, don't. That's not the way you guys are yeah. playing it, right? You're el- like, you're I don't elevating. write in the magazine what I just told you. I right? did. I've not yeah. read it, but I, I appreciated <laughs> you what you went there, though. <laughs> No, I've always just, I, I look at it because I get inspired. I, I can read about a story, whether it's a, yep. a business that I know about or I don't know about. But you, I, again, if you spend any time in Calgary business at all, sooner or later, you're going to recognize one or two people that you're being talked about right. in the magazine. That's what I like. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I know those guys. Or like, oh, I've seen that that new community being built or yep. that new dentist or whatever it is being talked about in there. And I think I think it's great to capitalize on that smaller town vibe and create like that community that community newspaper. Every, you know, the, the, every community, I grew up in a small town. They had that. That like one pager that came out, and it was only about the people that lived on your street, <laughs> pretty much. Well, I, I, you know, I, I I think that's incredibly important. We all have that that sense of connection and whatnot. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd I'd hate to be in the daily newspaper business today, uh, fighting for that immediate news uh, portion of of, of the world. It, it's really tough. But on the other side, I will say that the community newspapers in in the big communities left their community. Um, hmm. If if you take a look at our community newspapers today, and just go through them with a pen and say, well, this is local and this is not, the percentage of our local community news right. is 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 very small. It's well under uh, half. I know. No, the I'm going to look, look at it with that filter. But the you're the right. business section, in fairness, it's been a, a couple of years since I looked at, but we were down at twenty percent was actual local Calgary news. So if oh, you if you go away from your community, you can't really expect your community to stay with you either. So uh, it is a somebody, give, it is a give and take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh if if uh, like the small town that you grew up it sounds like we roughly grew up in a same similar sized town. Yeah. Uh you know, a little community newspaper there still still rolling along and it's still very community oriented and you know, has because, its following because of the connection. You're right because it because it stayed true to its audience. Yep, which is which is local. Any overarching words of advice, wisdom, thoughts? I'm out there. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, get back, get back on the soapbox, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm either in transition. My job is 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 gone away. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, I'm someone thinking about coming to Calgary. And I'm listening to this podcast to hear what it's all about. I don't know. Any thoughts? Uh, there's still a lot of opportunity out there. You know, there really is. Uh, keep your head up. Uh, you know, there's there's no substitute for hard work. And, and as we were just talking about thought and about, you know, figuring out where you're going to go uh, uh, with your life, um, there's, there's a, you know, we seem to see a lot of, of transitioning of, you know, people that just go from job to job to job. And I don't mm-hmm. know that that's serving them 
real well. Um, okay. It's- you know, on, on the business side, like I say, there's still a ton of opportunity. Calgary is still wide open for business. There's still a lot of people out there doing things. Yes, uh, there's a lot of positive. There's a, more positive yeah. than negative. You just got to you got to look for it a little bit. Kind of, uh, you know, turn the news feed off on your phone so that you don't get bombarded. You know, however many times a day you look at that thing and and beat up with bad news. Uh, you know, manage manage who you are, and, and I think there's still oh, a ton of advice. opportunity. Uh, it's there. If we want to just you know spin on on all these uh, uh, devices that we have and and uh, get consumed by it and and whatnot, I, I don't think you're going to get that far. But it's still there. No, you're you, well. You're the old, you know, you're you are. What, what is that I heard the other day? You know, you're the average of the five friends you hang out with. I heard yep. another one. It's like you're the average of the five feeds that you follow. <laughs> well, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, that's power. It made me go. Okay, what am I? What what, what am I investing my mind space in? Where, yeah. where where am I? What's influencing my thoughts? Yeah, uh, you know, we still see it with our the team that comes to work with us. There are people that are focused and and have goals and and dreams and and want to get stuff done, and yeah. they do really really well. And there are people that come to us that aren't sure who they are, what they want to be, and play with their phone too much and. Life's hard. No, you've, life's hard. <laughs> a sense of purpose and drive and grit and yep. a little bit of hustle. It's yep. that 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 and, formula has never gone away. <laughs> and, and in the business world, and I, I think I shared with you, uh, Tyler, when we started this, is that uh, the first four years of business in Calgary, we did not post one month of profit in four years. Mentioned that. You know, some stick to itiveness is, is there's just no substitute for that. And the stick four years like today, that would be. F- four months and someone would be like, okay, you know, I'm done. I'm not demeaning people that are in startup nope. mode and they're working through it, but you guys, cause it's easy to look at it now and go, oh wow, so fortunate you've got this publication and almost minimize like, well, let me tell you how it started. Yeah. <laughs> lean yeah. and lean and, and tough and tough times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, we, we loved it. We believed in it. We right. thought that Calgary would support it. It took a little longer than we thought. <laughs> we didn't think that, but, but you know, uh, if you believe in something and and stay focused on it, like you said, there's still a ton of opportunity out there. I just, I am a huge fan of this city. It's part of why I do this podcast to yep. elevate the positive stories. Because you're yep. right, if you just focus on the, the 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 sound bites, it can be pretty negative. But I don't think that's a true representation. Although we still need some stuff we need to get right. We which still you clearly need some stuff. called out today. Yep. It's not all sunshines and roses. Well, Pat, thanks for the chat today. Thanks for your candor. I'm glad you brought your own. So I like to keep a soapbox handy, but you brought your own, so I appreciate that. But uh, really enjoyed your perspective. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Good chat. With you.